He is a former college bass national champion. He is a Bassmaster Classic qualifier. He's a Bassmaster Elite Series pro that absolutely blew up the internet with his version of Truth Bombs this past week. This week, Jacob Fouts joins me on... I'm Bob Cobb from the Bassmaster. Welcome to Mercer. Welcome one, welcome all friends, family, freeloaders, fishing freaks, you know the deal. Welcome back to the Awkwardly Honest Fishing Podcast that goes with my last name, which is Mercer. I hope you're all having a great week. I thank you for tuning in here. We had a poll last week. You guys are clearly, I mean, it was like 90 8%, I mean, those aren't official numbers, but around there, 98% of you said, I want to be a humper. There, there was some people who said they want to be mercenaries, which which was a fun name, and there's a little history there, but um, humpers it is. I mean, it. this show will hopefully get you through hump day, and uh, um, I appreciate you always tuning in. Lots to cover this week. We have a great guest and a great show, but lots to cover this week. Um, a lot of the stuff that gets talked about, um, that gets thrown around um, in the comments in different situations is a lot of people have talked about ratings this year. Ratings of fishing shows, ratings of competitive tournaments. And I always try to get you guys the inside scoop and uh, let you know how things are going. And I just got this from Bassmaster a week ago. It hasn't been the rough year that everybody thought it was. Elites, up 11%. College tournaments, up 12%. And then the Bassmaster Opens, up a whopping 74%. So the Opens obviously can be explained by the increased interest, um, the increased broadcast, which is getting even bigger next year and that sort of thing. So thank you all for tuning in. Now you've got digits because... A lot of times people will just throw it out there and say, ah, nobody's watching. Well, not only are you guys watching, but more people are watching than have in the past. So thank you all for that. Um, some sad news this week. Sad but happy. Uh, Bradley Hallman has decided to step away from the Elite Series. You've seen him on this show. Uh, I loved having him on the Elite Series. He's a two-time qualifier for the Bassmaster Elite Series. Fought so hard through the Opens. Documented that struggle. And... Um, He's decided that uh, that was the what he chased. He, he just doesn't, at a point in his life where he just wants to be home more. So good for him. I actually look forward to hearing more about him. He's actually on Panger Show, Bass Talk Live, so check that out. This morning that show aired, but I'm recording this before then. So um, we'll find out why he left and what his thoughts are on that. So check that out. Another angler that stepped away. Um, and uh, he was on the Elite Series, back in the Elite Series, got to finish his career with Bass, the general, Larry Nixon. Unbelievable. Came in to be part of Bass last year as part of the uh, Legends exemption. There's two Legends exemptions allowed per year that the Elite Series accepts Legends back in there. And how you'd get that is you have to have won a Classic or an Angler of the Year. And the more you win, the more chips you have, and the more chance you have to be a legend so Larry Nixon will not be on the elite series moving forward 
And um, I wish him luck, man. Every single moment I spent with him on that stage was an absolute honor. He is truly a legend of this sport. And um, I'm thankful he got an opportunity to uh, to finish his career with Bass. I mean, he said uh, in the press release, really, the, the reason he stepped away is just health. Not that his health is bad. It's just, it's just that's a lot on somebody to... Um, compete at that level to stay in that level so um i wish larry nixon nothing but the best wishes and of course bradley hallman now some of you may be wondering well what happens with the legend spot we have a new legend coming back to bass he is none other than two-time Bassmaster classic champion Alabama's very own Jordan Lee will once again be returning to the Bassmaster Elite Series and uh, exciting news. I mean, if you ask me, it couldn't get more exciting than Jordan coming back. I mean, he is went all the way through the college system, won two classics back to back. Um, and it's it's great news that Jordan Lee is returning. And, and I'll let you in on this. There's more news coming from Bass. There will be more news coming from Bass the rest of this week. I'm not supposed to say this kind of stuff, but I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying there's more news coming. But, I, I you know, I'm excited about Jordan coming back, and I'm so excited that we, we tried this a few weeks ago with another angler, and it kind of worked. Let, let's do it again. Let's call up Jordan right now and, and see if he does not embarrass me. Here we go. Here we go. Jordan Lee. Two rings. He's going to totally send me a voicemail, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Jordan. It's Mercer. Are, are, are we going to be hanging out more this year? That's what it sounds like. That's what the word on the street is. You're back. Yeah. Excited? I know. I know. It's, a, it's a different. It's a, it's a. It's been a while, so I mean, it's going to be. I don't know. It's going to take me. It's going to take me some time to let it sink in. I think. You know. Well, I'm ex I'm excited to have you back. My big question, though, is, and you know, I talked to you about this a lot. Like, you were very good in the three day events. You're very good. One, two classics. Yeah. Have you built up some stamina, and can you finally pull the trigger on a four day Bassmaster Elite Series event? Uh, I, that's that's the plan. I, I hope I've built up stamina over over ten years, over nine years. That I can I can hold out maybe for a four day event. Well, I hope I hope so too. I hope so too. At least too. one time. Yeah. At least one time. I think you got a few, dude. But uh, welcome back to the Bassmaster Elite Series. Everybody's excited to have you back, and uh, I can't 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 wait to have the honor of announcing your greatness once again. I appreciate that, Dave. All right. I appreciate it, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to uh, to see you on and off the stage, and uh, look look forward to, to catching up. All right, all right. Can we can, can we do one of these podcasts one day? Absolutely. Oh, good. I mean, I've been I've been waiting on I've been waiting on my turn, but 
Well, yeah, I guess I had to be in your circle. Back, it's back in your circle again. I've been waiting. Though. Hey, you, the ball's in your court. It's your podcast, you know. So I mean, you choose. So I'm, but I'm all, I'm waiting, waiting on that call, baby. All right, all right, all right. How, how about next week? Next week, let's do it. Done. All right, Jordan Lee back on the Bassmaster Elite Series. Thank you, dude. I'm hanging up on you right now. Unbelievable news. The one and only Jordan Lee. That's pretty cool. Um, I mean, what a what a great addition to the Bassmaster Elite Series. And I, I can say this. He knows I've said it to him. I was amazed he left. But, man, who cares about the past? We got tonight. Who needs tomorrow? We got tonight. Sorry. Jordan Lee is back on the Bassmaster Elite Series. And evidently, he's going to be next week's guest on this podcast. We'll see if he follows through with that. I'll find out here in just a little bit. But as I said, a big show here this week and uh, more news. More news coming from Bass later this week, okay? Just more excitement. But it's very exciting to have Jordan Lee back in our lives on the Bassmaster Elite Series. Um, But our guest this week. Now, this show is... uh, going to be a different one because this is a (sighs) Jacob Fouts met him on the Bassmaster stage met him as a collegiate angler similar to Jordan and um, Jacob has been on the Elite Series now so he fished the Classic but then he had to go through the Opens to qualify to be part of the Bassmaster Elite Series he did that um and he's uh, into his going into his third year on the Bassmaster Elite Series. He literally rocked the fishing universe last week with his announcement, basically. Not an announcement, but he just had he opened up in some videos and kind of talked about how he had dreamed of this, but the dream in some ways has turned into a nightmare because he just doesn't have the support from sponsors. He's a quiet guy. He's not somebody who gets the attention right away and steals, you know, the spotlight. And, and I don't mean that in steals, but there's people where it's a lot easier. And um, Jacob Fouts is, is a quiet dude. But boy, he made a lot of noise. He has posted two videos. Both of them, literally before this, his number one video had like 900 plays. Now, both these videos, more than 30,000 plays. And he just opened up about his experience in fishing. And... There's part of me that, that that saw that video and thought, well, that's life. Like, that is is how life is. Like, you, getting to a spot is never safe. You, you, I mean, the amount of work, like the successful professional anglers out there, the amount of work that they put into that, it's incredible. It's not just fishing. You think you're going to get there and just fish, but there's so much. It's a business, and to stand out in a group full of incredible anglers. It takes a long time. But he's taken a step, and in some people's eyes, a big risk in what he said. And just simply by being honest, by by talking about how much he's garnered in sponsorship and how it's going. And if you ask me, at the same time, for people that want to look on it negatively and say, why is, I mean, you're fishing the Elite Series. You've got this great life. You do, but he wants to make it better. And his route to try and make it better, in his opinion, 
is just by being open and being honest. And um, he speaks some hard truths, and he speaks the truth that he believes. And uh, I think this is going to be a very interesting podcast. So as if it hasn't been already. I mean, we had Jordan lay on the phone. I hung up on him. I sang. And now we have the one and only Jacob Fouts. Jacob Fouts, formerly the paper boy, a Bassmaster Classic qualifier, and recently a freaking YouTube sensation, <laughs> dude. What what happened in the last literally week? Gosh, I don't know. Your uh, your guess is as good as mine. It uh, it took off more than I ever expected. That's for sure. I definitely didn't uh, didn't expect the response it got. That's for sure. I feel like I turned the fishing industry on its head a little bit. I don't know, but I tell you what, uh, all the 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 feedback I've gotten has been, been phenomenal. I've, I've, I've enjoyed it a lot. It's, you know, it's honestly something I wish I would have came out of my show and did a whole heck of a lot sooner than, than, than what I did. How long was this an idea? How long were you like, oh, uh, I think I need to do this and, and didn't. It's been on my mind for quite a while, but I mean, all, all year, basically, I feel like it's, it's something I've, it's been on my mind and something that's, I felt like I, I wanted to do, but I didn't know. I I was scared of what the the reception might be from the fans, my peers, people in the industry. And then honestly, I got to a point where it's like, eh, I don't really care anymore. It is what it is at this point. It'll probably ruffle some feathers and might piss some people off, but it's it's my experience. It's a lot of it's the truth based on the responses I've got from my peers. It, it's very telling the response I've gotten from, from most, most everyone. Obviously I've, I've pissed a few people off. Obviously, I maybe burned a few bridges, but that's how they feel. I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, you're you're going to ruffle some feathers, but I mean, you you also were in a situation where you didn't have anything, you know, like you say in your first video. And maybe for those who haven't seen it, I'll put the links to both his videos. Who, <laughs> just to give you an idea of how much this is blowing up. I think when we first kind of started texting about your initial video, I, I believe you had like 230 follow subscribers on your YouTube yep. channel. Your yep. average video, your biggest video you'd ever done had like 997 plays. A few of them had 300, one of them had 500. Both these videos you've done in the last week are now over 30,000 plays. You have 3,600 YouTube subscribers, which is one of the hardest things to do because people don't have to subscribe to watch your videos. So it's hard to get subscribers. Right. You have to really connect with them. Did you ever envision that it would blow up the way it has? No, I, I, I figured it would get some attention, but I definitely didn't think it would, would get the, get the feedback it, it has. I definitely wasn't expecting 30 K views on, on both, both videos. I, I, you know, I, but to, I didn't really know what to expect. I figured I, I, I figured it was either gonna, it was either gonna blow up or it was gonna be about like the rest of my videos. No one was really gonna give a care. Uh, but you know, it's, it's been, it's, it's something I wish I would have done a whole heck of a lot sooner. I've, I've enjoyed the, I've, it's something I've honestly, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed doing it actually. I, I think I found a new, a new passion almost. It's something I really enjoy. I've, it's, it's allowed me to come out of my shell a little bit. You know, I, I, you know, it as well as anyone, I'm not the, I'm, I don't have a, I don't have a big personality. I'm a, I'm a quiet person for the most part. I, it's, it takes a lot for me to, to put myself out there for people. I don't, 
I don't care what people think of me, but I also don't like giving people the opportunity to, to have things to say about me, but it's, I've gotten to a point in my life where I just really don't care. I'm, I'm not out to either like me for who I am or you don't, you know, it's, it's one of those deals. Uh, I, th- I, it's when I, the, the whole reason for starting them, I think was just to, I think as much as anything for me was it's to help, help the people that, that want to come into the sport and do it. I feel like a lot of times we sell people a pipe dream a little bit. I don't think we were necessarily, we don't show them all aspects of the, of the sport, of the industry. We, it's don't, like, I don't want people to, I don't want there to be a misconception like, like it's it's not the best thing in the world. Bass fishing for a living is the best thing in the world, without a doubt. Fishing the Bassmaster League Series is one hundred percent the greatest job in the world. However, I feel like we also need to put it all out there for people to see that it's not all sunshine. It's not all roses all the time. There's there's a lot of guys in the industry that struggle, a lot of guys that that fight and, and have a hard time with it. And I feel, I just felt like that if we could put that out there, we could set people up for set better set people up for success. Like when I was coming up through the college series and then through the opens and, you know, I didn't really know what to, I didn't know what the industry was like. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't realize the financial burden it can be, you know, it's, it's no, it's no secret that that fishing is not cheap. Uh, So it's something I felt like if I could put out there for people to, to see, I feel like so the kids up and coming in the college series and coming up through the high school ranks and just anyone that wants to do this for a living, I think they can, it's something they can maybe they can better prepare themselves now. So they don't get themselves in the same position I'm in where it's like, shoot, boy, I don't know if I can get to the first three tournaments. You know what I mean? So I just felt like if we could shed some light on it, that it would in the long term, I might get, I might piss people off in the industry, but I felt like in the long term, it, it, it'll be a good thing for, for all parties. I guess the thing that stood out that really got people can I, that, for those who haven't seen the video, and like I said, I'll put the links, go watch the videos because it gets, gets a lot more in depth than it. But the thing that stood out in the first video that really struck people is you're honest with numbers. You said in two years on the elite series, you have brought in a grand total of $7,000 in sponsorship. So $3,500 a year, I would assume more by however it broke down, but that got a lot of people's attention. Um, it went in a lot of different directions. Like, because you also said in the video, you, you felt at one point you said, I feel like the industry let me down. But at another point you said, I also feel like I haven't done a lot of the things that, that I need to do to be successful. And if you ask me, you've done a bunch in the last week, you've gone, I mean, more people know about Jacob Fouts in the last week than probably, I mean, in several top tens last year and everything, but, you know, because you have been a quiet person at times when you were on the Elite Series, because I look at those two videos and, dude, you changed even in between those two videos. If you watch the first video and the second video, you are a lot more confident, <laughs> a lot more comfortable. Do you feel like up to this point you've kind of been playing a character on the Elites almost to speak? Like, I, I think sometimes quiet guys, that's what I feel like that they're – they're trying to give what they think people want, but it's not really who they are. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I've, it's for me, I've, you know, I've always been a shy, quiet person growing up. I feel like in the last several years it's gotten better, but it's, it's, I'm, I've, I've still been one. I just, 
I, I keep to myself. I don't, I don't know why that is. I feel like I've, after doing the videos, I feel like I'm able to, I've, I've felt like in between the first and second video, I felt like people kind of resonate with, with, with what I had to say. And like, it, it was all positive feedback. So it definitely gave me a lot of confidence that, you know, it's, there's a lot more good in the world than, than bad. I've just always had a hard time putting myself out there. Cause I, I just, like I said earlier, I feel like I don't like to give people a chance to have an opinion of me. They can, I just like to, I, I keep my opinions to myself. Uh, but going back to what you're saying, you know, it, that w with the industry letting me down and also at the same time, a lot of it, most, you know, 95% of it's my own fault for not, for not adapting to what the industry is today. I feel like, I think, I think, I think once you get to the, to the elite series level, the, you know, the Bass Pro Tour level, I feel like you just, I feel like guys should get a lot more than what they get. Um, just because you are at the highest level and you do have a lot of impact on all anglers at that level. Um, but in today's world of social media, that's, that's unfortunately not, not the way the companies, companies, the fish industry, that's not the way they, it doesn't really, it doesn't mean as much as it used to. And it's, it's taken me a long time to realize that, that it's more, it's more social media. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's, it, it's, it's mostly, it's mostly been, been my own fault. I've, it's, it's a doing of my own, of my own thing. So it's, you catch them a little better on the elite series. It, it certainly helps. And I've, I've had my moments and I've also had my moments where I struggled greatly and it's, you know, it, it goes, it goes both ways. You know what I mean? So I, I think that, I think, I think that's mostly, mostly my own doing. And I, I just, I was, I, I, I tried to, to, to say that in my video, I might come across that, that, the, that I was blaming the industry for my, financial struggles and it's not necessarily the that's not the case at all i think what you're going through is is normal in some ways i just think you're one of the only people who has had the balls to to say it you know because but but i i just think it's life like i think in life people people always think things are going to be happily ever after when i get to the elites look out well and i've always explained it on this podcast, I've said it at least a dozen times. Making the elites is literally just like, remember in grade seven and grade eight when you were in grade school and it, <laughs> you were the biggest kid in the school and you guys and your friends, it was finally your time. Well, yeah, that was great. And then you went to high school and it started all over again. And, and that's kind of what the elite series is. Like there's no, there's that, that fallacy of I'm going to go there and my phone's going to blow up. I mean, there's great things that happen to anglers on the elite series. There's millionaires made on the elite series, lots of them, but like in all sports, I mean, and, and, and to defend that whole, like they, they, they market it. If you look at how it's marketed in the NFL, they show you Patrick Mahomes. They don't show you the dude who's going to go for one year and leave and never, you know, and, and have physical ailments for the rest of his life and just, all that he'll say is, well, I played football for a little while. Like, so it, it is kind of a weird, like, how do you think the industry can change to help people like you? It's, I feel like that there should, there, you know, it's, I don't know that there's a whole, I don't think that just 
I, I just th- I feel like in today's in today's industry and t- with with the way the world is today, I don't know that just being an elite series angler will do will, will be will mean anything at this point. It's social media has changed the industry has changed the whole world in such a way that it's just everyone everyone's marketing budget everyone everyone kind of kind of tailors around their social media platforms. So I feel like it's it's up to us as anglers to kind of embrace that. I feel like you know, growing up, it was always just catch them and people are going to come to you. Well, that's not, that's not how, that's not the way it works anymore. It's, it's anglers, anglers need to adapt as well. It's not just obviously catching them still important. It's still a really big deal, but I, I, I feel like it's just, be, I wish it was, you make the elite series and, and companies would flock to you. I wish it was that way. I really do. But I feel like I, w- I wish the, I wish the industry would, would, would come to us and, and, and give us a little more, give a lot more guys more financial help than what they do. But, you know, unfortunately the way the economy is these days and, you know, talking with people in the industry, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of companies budgets are getting cut back a little bit. And it's just, it's just a, it's just a tough time to be in the industry. So I, I understand it from that perspective. I, but I, I feel like at the end of the day, it mostly comes down to us as anglers to find a way to, pave a way for yourself to adapt and change. And I feel like that's what I've tried to do. I've tried to try to find a niche for myself, do something that that no one else has had the balls to do or put it out there and put, put out numbers or, you know, that's, that's kind of the, that's kind of my mindset. I, I don't, I don't feel like we, I don't, I, I, I didn't want to, I didn't, in my videos, I didn't want to make it seem like the industry was totally at fault. Is it, is it a, do I feel like it's a flawed system? Yes, I do. But I also feel like it is what it is. And we is, it's always adapting and evolving. And we as anglers probably should adapt to it as well. It's, that's just the way it is. You know, you can, guys could call me a whiner or a beggar. I'm not begging for anything from anybody. I was simply sharing my experience and what's, what's happened with me and to, and I tried to say, I'm trying to adapt and, and do something that is will change my trajectory in the industry in a positive way even if i have to burn a few bridges to get there that's fine so how is it a flawed system it's a flawed system i I don't know that this is necessarily an an industry problem it's just flawed in the fact that it's saturated with so many people right now and there's only so much money to go around and i feel like we we throw the i think i I feel like a lot of we throw the term professional around a little more loosely than we used to in terms of everyone's a so-called professional nowadays there's so many different you know you got the elite series you got the opens you got the bpt you got the invitation with the toyota series you got the mpfl you got the college series you got the high school series the kayak stuff it's all it's just the there's so many people flocking to fishing right now that that want a piece of the pie and it's it's also flawed in the fact that people will give an arm and a leg for next to nothing so people in the industry see that and they're like well why would i give someone five thousand dollars when i can give when i can get the same the same uh what am i trying to say here I can get more from someone by giving them a discount because they they just 
they don't see the value in themselves. They just they think it's cool that someone's giving them a discount. So they're we call them patch pirates. They they'll, they'll gladly put a logo on their jersey for a ten percent discount and and do all and and promote their stuff. And I feel like we we get we get undervalued as anglers because it's just a, such a saturated industry with so many people who want a piece of the pie that you know maybe at the time don't necessarily deserve a piece of the pie when you went through the whole i mean you went to the classic you represented thousands of collegiate anglers and and one of the coolest things about that whole program and it's changed over the years you know what i mean but i think at the time you know you got a boat and a truck to use for a year and got to fish the opens and had um, a lot of that benefit to, to work with the dynamics of the world and stuff like that. When you went through that process, was there any kind of teaching element to that? And if there wasn't, is that something that, that needs to happen in the future? I, I think that, well, I think, I, I think that whole experience honestly set me in a wrong, it set me, gave me the wrong, mindset of the industry because when I won all that when I won the national championship and the classic bracket and got to do all that it was all the all the companies that I worked for came to me or I gained because of that it wasn't me having to go out on my own and find it and I it kind of resonated with growing up how people would say you know just catch them and they'll come to you well that happened with that so I I kind of got the idea that that's that's how the that's how it was and it I think it gave me a, a the wrong mindset and I felt like well gosh, if I make the elite series, boy, even more companies are just going to come, come calling. And it's not, that's just not the, not the way it is. I feel like, I, f I feel like we should, it's, it, it, it could give you the, the wrong mindset. I feel like if you just, I think if, if it's out there for people to see that it's not, not necessarily that way, it'll, it'll we're setting, we'll set more people up for success in the long term. Gotcha. And I definitely think that, you know, education of the industry, because because here's to play devil's advocate. And, dude, you know I support you. But when I hear what you're saying, I look at my own life and, and I look at, I mean, before I ever emceed Bass or anything and still today, I host a television <clears throat> show. Right. And I look at the television shows of yesteryear when there wasn't near as many TV shows and, and the deals that they got and the things that they had to deliver, you look at that list and you're like, well, where do I sign up for this? Because I mean, they just had to produce shows. I mean, th there was an excessive amount. There, there was a not enough shows for the sponsors and, and, and now it's the opposite and it's the exact same opposite in tournament fishing. Like, I don't know that it's tournament fishing in general. It is, Everybody's having to over deliver, do more. Like if you look at in the past, you literally produced your 13 shows or whatever you produced a year, you know, did, did a promo reel and, and you were done. Well now just like in tournament fishing, we have to have a great presence in social media a great presence on, and not just one platform. You better be good on YouTube and Instagram and everything. Like, I feel like it's the industry overall. Like, do you think, in all of this rush to grow the sport, it could be too big. 
Yeah, yeah, it could. I, it's there's so there's just so much that I feel like there's so much competition in the in the in the industry for everything. There's just everyone. There's just like I said, there's just so much competition. I think that we we could be we could be hurting fishing as much as anything just from the fact that there's so many so much so much going on right now fishing is growing exponentially in the fact that you know just tournament fishing is becoming it's becoming cool to do people see and they're like man i, I want to do that and it's there's just there's so much going on from every, everyone wants to everyone wants in so it's there's just there's just a lot of there's a lot of competition i think that's it's 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 good it, it i think it, it helps the industry for sure that there's a competition it, it makes it makes guys better and in, in all aspects social media wise fishing wise but it's just that there's that it's it also hurts at the same time just because everyone there's so much of the same stuff out there that it it becomes redundant almost yeah and in the first video one of the things that that you said is i mean i i don't I don't like people. <laughs> I just like to, to fish and to, to go hunting. And I think that that, that belief that is out there is no longer like, you can't just fish and go hunting in the office. Like it is a 12 month. Like you look at all of the, all the people where you would, if I said, write me a list of who you think is killing it on tour. None of them are just, fishing and then going hunting i mean it, it is a year-long commitment and it's it's definitely it's a 12-month job now there's no there's no off season just because we're not fishing tournaments doesn't mean we're we're getting to hang out and do all the go hunt every day of the week and go it's it, it's a 12-month job there's no it, this is a hard industry to be in if you don't like people it <laughs> it's it i i should i should i don't dislike people i just i don't like having to be an entertainer and unfortunately i've realized you have to be an entertainer to some aspect i feel like you 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 have to be relatable to people you can't just say i'm gonna i'm gonna be who i am i'm gonna be shy and quiet and it's that's just not the way it is you can you can be relatable to people and and put put your experiences out there for people and i think i think people flock to that i feel like there's a lot there's a there's a whole fan base that that has the same the same personality that 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 we do as anglers and I feel like if people see that then they then they will flock to you in a way. Well, and I'm sure you've heard me say it. I've I've said it at tons of meetings and different things throughout the years. Be yourself. Be who you are and be real and be honest. And I've always said it doesn't matter what what your real is people will people are like you i mean people will relate and i think your videos and the success of them over the last week proves that i mean because you straight out said i'm i'm not um the entertainer guy I, but but just by saying that i think you become the you know what i mean like you, you need a reason to connect with the anglers well you've given them a reason because everybody that you know feels what you feel has connected with you, but it's a weird little circle. When you think about it, like you're not the entertainer guy, but guess what? You got 30,000 plays in the last two videos. You're kind of the entertainer guy, not entertaining, but, but just by being real and honest. And 
I mean, they always say nothing, nothing bad can come from being honest, but some yeah, bad no. did come your way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. I feel like, I feel like I, I had a misinterpretation of the term entertainer. You can be an entertainer with whatever personality you have, because there's always people that will resonate with, with who you are as a person. You just have to be true to who you are and, and be true to your values and, and what you believe in. And don't, don't back down when, when, when something, when someone challenges what you have to say, there's everyone's entitled to their own opinion and people will resonate with what, what you have. And if you just, be true to who you are and true to your values. And I feel like I've, I've realized that, that, that people, people share a lot of the same experiences and struggles and people resonate with that. And I think people enjoy the, enjoy hearing, hearing the, the behind the scenes, not just the fishing. And it's, it's, I just, I think I had a misinterpretation of the entertainer cause I've never felt like, cause I've always looked at people like, like Gerald Swindle, for example, he just has, he just, that dude can go up on stage and put say something right off the cuff, and it's people love it. And I, I'm like, I don't, I can't do that. I, I, I'm a calculated person. I, I've always had a, I feel like I've always had a bad stage presence because I, 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 I have to sit back and think about things before I, before I say them. I, I'm, I'm very calculated in what I, what I say and what I think, and I always felt like I couldn't, I couldn't. I couldn't be that person because I just felt like it was, it wasn't the right, it, it was, people wouldn't, people wouldn't like that. They'd be like, Oh, this guy's boring. You know what I mean? I feel like that's not, not necessarily the case. I think people, people will either like you for who you are or they, or they won't. You can't, you can't please everyone. So might as well just be, put yourself out there, be true to who you are. Walk, you know, go along with the people that that want to support you and if they don't well that's cool too i don't really care is there anything you said in your videos now that you've seen how the public reacted to it that you, that you didn't get out right or that that you would change uh not you know not really i everything i said was was the truth i didn't i i no, I don't. Not really. It's, I I shared my experience. I told the truth of how I felt about things, and that's not going to change. I, I I think the biggest thing that upset people was, honestly, was about the whole guiding thing. Like people were upset that I don't always enjoy guiding. I'm like, well, that's, I, I guiding is far more stressful for me than fishing the elite series. Just from a, I, I've always felt that way for whatever reason. I don't I don't enjoy that for. And people, you know, there were several people upset about that and people called. Were, were you know, they past just, clients? No, I, I, I haven't had any clients reach out. <laughs> no, about, I'm, just, I'm just joking. It's, uh, it's I, I don't know. It's That was that was a bit surprising. I didn't. I think it's the way it, it came out. Like to me, like I know the line you're talking about. I think it went something like I, I, I have to guide in between events. I don't enjoy guiding. I, I don't like people. So when people hear that. I think the two things that you said that 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 I picked up on, I was like, it'll be interesting to see how people react to that. Is that and and you're being honest, which is what you should be, um, but just people aren't used to that. And then and you said it a few times on this podcast, which I would, I mean, as your friend, I'd say be careful the way you say that because I don't care. 
means a whole different thing to a lot of people. Like not caring is, but you do care because if you didn't care, you wouldn't have taken the risk to make the video. You care enough that you did something that you, even with all the stuff you got through making the classic and all the hoopla and all the interviews and stuff, you've never been as true as you have been in these last two videos. So I think just to, you care. I mean, you care enough no. that you put yourself out to the world like you did this last week. No, I, I care. I care in the aspect that I've that I've I've spent my whole life trying to make this dream a reality, and I I could see it starting to slip away, and I, I am willing to do whatever it takes to pave a path for myself in whatever fashion that has to be, and I I. I say I don't care in the fact that people's opinions don't really, at the end of the day, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Yeah. They can think what they want. That's fine. My opinion, my opinion and what I said isn't going to change because someone disagrees with me. People can disagree with me. That's fine. Yeah. that And that's, that's, I think that's part of maturing, but you know, like when you're younger, you really, I mean, it matters to people growing up what certain people, <clears throat> what the response is. And and as you get older, you're, I mean, this very podcast, there'll be somebody who says something in the comments about, I can't watch your podcast, Mercer, whatever. And my response to that always is like, not every show is for everyone, not every podcast for everyone. If you don't like this, cool. There's a thousand yeah. others you can go check out. <laughs> um, But I think when people hear, I don't care they read their own analogy. Like, I think th they just take it in a different direction. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I, I think people can spin it however they, they want to spin it for sure. Like you can, you can, you can read that a bunch of different ways for sure. No, I definitely, I definitely care in that. And the fact that, that I want to do this for, for a living, I, it's, the the road i feel i i got a lot of comments about well you should just quit you should if this is how you feel you should just quit well if i wanted to just if this if i was at that point i would have just quit i wouldn't have put out the video saying i wouldn't yeah. have put i would have just quit you know it's i've i've come too far people have sacrificed too much for me to just say well you know it got hard so i'm done everyone's trouble everyone goes through hard hard points in life at some point in time so what kind of person are you if when things get hard, you say, well, nah, that's it for me. You know? So it's like, obviously I care. I wouldn't have put out the videos if I didn't care about trying to make a, make a living in this industry. And I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to, to catching them on the elite series. If I don't catch them, I don't get to come back. You know what I mean? So it, it it'll look real bad if I don't catch them next year and get kicked off. So there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. I put on myself just to just to catch them next year. So there's actually some some validity to what I what I had to say. And it wasn't just a well, that was all fine and well, but he didn't catch them good enough, so he's not even on the elite series anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean you got you gotta back it up on the water. I mean that's for sure. That's and it's the same in every sport. You know, it doesn't matter what you Look at collegiate football players. I mean, how many first round draft picks are literally gone you know they, they they don't like it's it's what you do with the time that you have in front of you you know you have you have to deliver how has um and i know the answer to this 
but obviously the the reaction was not positive from several of a couple of your sponsors correct yeah no two two of them were went ahead and shot me a text and said they're gonna end, end our relationship and uh you know when i made the videos i i thought that that could be a possibility um i i want to make it very clear when i say that i had no i have no ill will i ha- i will not have any ill will towards any anybody in the industry or the especially the companies that that supported me in, in whatever way they could with with what i had done to up to this point i was definitely not taking a shot at any of them because if i would have i would have just come out and said it um or i would have taken it to them myself uh so i didn't I didn't appreciate the way they went about ending the relationships. I thought it was, you know, I don't appreciate someone just shooting me a text when we have a, a working partnership. Like you could at least have the boss to call me and sit down and say, Hey, you know, we didn't appreciate it. What's, what's your thought process? You know, what's going on? They could have reached out and, 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 at least ask the question, you know, I didn't appreciate the fact that they just shot me a text and didn't even have the boss to give me a phone call. Did you talk to any of your partners before you posted said video? No, I didn't. I looking back, that was probably my biggest regret. I probably should have reached out and said, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, give me your thoughts before I do it. But also at the same time, the companies that, the only companies that the companies that have given me any money have reached out and showed their support. So the companies that got upset were the ones that it was just a product deal or they were helping me out with a boat. And, you know, it, there's no, like I said, there, I have no ill will towards them. If that's how they felt, that's fine. I, it is what it is. I, I know they're good people. They just, I'm sure I that my video rubbed them the wrong way and I, it rubbed me the wrong way. They reached out to me. So, you know, I wish them nothing but the best, uh, but it, it, it is what it is. Have you been contacted by any new companies up to this point or had any kind of correspondence with anybody? I've, I've had several people in the industry and different companies reach out and, and show support. And in some way it's, it's been it's been it's been all good for the most part. I feel like there's going to be several several opportunities come my way because of because of uh, because of what I put out. I just have to keep keep going, keep keep growing. So, what is the plan moving forward with your channel? So, I'm so the plan is like I put out like I said in the last video. I'm just I'm going to put put it all out there for people to see. I'm going to put out the I'm going to show people every last dollar I spend this year because I'm not going to. I'm not going to disclose any any companies that give me any money. I'm not going to disclose what they gave me. I'm going to just give us some total dollar amount. I've already talked to the companies about that 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 have that have reached out and and are going to give me some some money for next year. But I'm going to have a have a running sum of the the money I get from from sponsors and uh, pretty much put out there every last penny I spend. How much money's in my bank account? how much money I have before a tournament, how much money I have after, how much money I spent during a tournament, just put it all out there for people to see what it's, what, what it costs to fish, fish a full year as a, as a touring pro. And I think so far the response has been, been really cool. I'm going to do, do, I'm going to do a little bit of everything, I guess, with the channel, some fishing stuff, some 
some of that stuff, some, you know, a little bit of everything. I feel like we'll see. I'm just going to kind of experiment with it and see what, see what works. Obviously people have, have resonated with what I've put out so far. So try to stick, stick somewhere along the lines of, of where, what it's been and, and where, where it's going along something, you know, I'm just going to play with it. I'm going to have fun with it. I'm going to be, be mean. I think people, people, people will, will, will flock to it. It's been, I've, I've, you know, like you said, it's been a huge grow since it, I think I put the video out last Tuesday or Wednesday and it's grown exponentially in six, five, six days. So it's, it's kind of exciting actually. How shocking is that to you that, that all this time, realistically you've kind of done what what you figure you need to do on the elites you know what i mean you you and now you've done something that that very few people have ever done if anyone's ever done and that's what's that's what's connecting you with the people yeah no it's it's really it's i think it's really cool that you, you step out of your comfort zone and all of a sudden kind of everything changes for you and 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 the fact that you you all of a sudden you have a lot more fans and people want to see you see what people you see what people want to see i feel like it's it's the people i don't feel like not everyone cares about they don't just want just fishing like i feel like there's a lot of that on 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 youtube especially it's a lot of, a lot of guys putting out a lot of the same things and i think people really really want to see the behind the scenes and and the, and the stories and stuff away from 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 the actual stuff that goes on on the water, so it's been it's been cool to cool to see that, and it's it's, it's really exciting to to see that people want to want to hear what I have to say and and what goes on. So that's it's been it's been really cool. It's it's really exciting. How bad did it get for you last year? Like what where what was your low point? Give give me kind of an um, idea. I, I think I I don't think I've ever been any lower on myself after the Sabine River. Uh, confidence wise it was shot i was i was done but i felt like i was done i was as close as i've ever been to quitting right then and there i i, I talked myself into quitting driving home i i thought i'm like i'm done i don't i'm out of money i don't i don't know where to go from here i don't know what i'm gonna do and i i i knew going into the last three i knew i love catching smallmouth and I, i'm like if i can just get through st Clair somehow I can get a check at St. Clair. I, I can probably make it to the rest of the year, but I knew going into St. Clair, I could get there, but I didn't know how I was going to get home. If I didn't, if I didn't catch them, I had like $900 in my bank account going into St. Clair. And, uh, it was, there were some, I had a, I had so many, give myself so many pep talks during practice and just trying to stay focused and not worry about how much money was in the bank and just focus on fishing. I feel like there's a lot, there's a lot to be said about the mental side of the sport. Guys talk about it all the time, or you hear people say that, man, you just got to put that all that stuff behind you and just fish. Well, man, it's that's a whole heck of a lot easier said than done. Like you've obviously never gone to a tournament with nine hundred dollars, knowing you're probably going to spend every last penny of it in, in gas, and have to think about, man, if I don't catch them, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to get, I don't know how I'm going to get home. There's there's a whole added aspect. That's a whole added aspect of pressure. Like I don't know how I'm going to pay for my truck and boat. I don't like it's. That's that was the hardest part of the season for sure. The the month and a half in between Sabine and Saint Clair that I didn't know what the heck I was going to do. I was fried mentally. I was like, if I don't, I'm like, 
like I, I knew I knew if I didn't catch him in the last three, like really good, I was probably getting kicked off the elite series anyway. So it was like, do I just quit now? And like I got a huge uphill battle here. I, I was like ninety something in points after Sabine. And I'm like, man, I, I'm better than this, but no, it's an uphill battle just to get back. And you know, it, it worked out the way it was supposed to. So I feel like in, in that aspect, it everything works out the way it's supposed to. So I feel like I was meant to meant to be back this year. And yeah, it was definitely definitely St. Clair was was going into St. Clair was as low as I've I've ever been fishing wise. But boy, it turns around real quick. It's amazing how quick you can get confidence and get hot all of a sudden. If you're like, boy, I'm one of the best in the world now. It's 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 the the roller coaster that the confidence is in fishing is unbelievable. When when you have it, everything goes your way and there's nothing you can do to stop it. When you don't have it, it's it's not a fun place to be. It's 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 wild if you if you think about it, it really is. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, and I, I see it in angler, like literally, and I've said this a bunch on here, but you can take it an angler, any angler, and I'm like, that's a different angler this year just because it, it just starts going right. And and then they, and they're a totally different, the way they stand, the way they carry themselves. Like, dude, I think a prime example of it is literally, and I encourage everyone to go watch. Watch the first video he posted and watch the last video. Like that's literally a handful of days. And you can see in your body language all of a sudden just by getting positive comments, not by catching them and not by getting more money or whatever, but by like in all intents and purposes, you should have been a lot lower on the second video because you just lost two sponsors, but you're actually higher. Do you think this will make you a better angler? just by being more honest and open, like you're not hiding the fact of the struggle anymore. Yeah, no, I feel, I, I definitely think it, it, it's going to help me mentally for sure that knowing that, you know, I'm not the only one out there that's going through the same, same struggles. There's a lot of us that struggle with the same things. And I feel like it's, it's easier to, to, to focus and concentrate when it's, when you're not the only one out there, you feel like, you, you know, you, you realize there, there's people to talk to if, if you're not, if, if it's not going the way you want to, you're, you're not alone out there. That's for sure. Uh, but, but definitely, I, I definitely think it helps. And, you know, the way, the way last season ended going into this year, I feel like my confidence is where I feel like it, it needs to be. Cause I, for me, I feel like I'd be a whole lot. I, I have to find a way as an angler to be a whole heck of a lot more consistent. It's, I mean, you've seen it on the elite series. When I get going, I get going. There's no, like I'll be, I'll have, I'll be in, I'll put myself in contention to win when I get going. That's it. It's, but it's either, I'm either in, I either have a really good tournament or I have a really bad one. Like there's never been in, there's never been in between. Uh, like I'll get hot and I'll have a reel off a couple of top tens in a row. And then it's like the, the bottom falls out and I just, it's everything changes all of a sudden. So I, it's, I have to, I, once I learn how to be more consistent, it, it's, I hate it for everyone else. Let me put it that way. I don't want that to sound cocky, but when I when I fish how I'm capable, I can be very scary. It, I've I've sh I've shown that on several several tournaments. What do you feel? Do you feel if anything changed in you between when I first met you and called you the paper boy? Because literally, the reason I called him the paper boy is because I'm like you. Literally, at that time, you were so young. 
you look like the kid who collect, who delivered papers on my street. And I'm like, <laughs> this kid's going to the classic and you literally look like the kid who comes and collects money at my house for the newspaper. I, but I feel like, and maybe it was just the downtroddenness of, of the tough situation of being on the elites and it not going exactly how you had planned. But I feel like that Jacob Fouts had a lot more sparkle and vigor, if so to speak. Like, and maybe it was just youthful, you know, naivety or whatever it was. But do you feel like the person who started fishing the elites was a lot different than that person, or or am I reading that wrong? Hmm. Uh, I feel like when when I fished the classic, and you know, I feel like it, I was. I was just enjoying all that. So I was taking all that in and it was like, well, I know this is, this is probably a one-time deal here. Like as far as, as far as that experience goes, being the, being the college kid that does it. And as far as, far as I know, I'm the youngest ever fish in the classic. I can't. That's How what old I've been were you told. for that? I was 19 okay. when I fished the classic. So I, as far as I know, I'm, I'm the youngest. So I, I don't, I can't confirm that. So I, at that point I was just taking, I couldn't believe I, I couldn't believe all that was happening, like because two years prior, or let me think, two years prior, I sat in the stands and watched the classic. Like, I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna be here at some point, and it's crazy how fast it happened. Two years later, I was fishing in the classic, so it was. I don't know. It was just. A, it was a whole lot more. I was just enjoying it as much as anything. And I don't get, I, I get, I'm sure I've changed in some, some aspects. It's, I'm probably way more competitive now. I, I think when I fished the classic, I didn't necessarily believe that I belonged to be there. It, just in the, in the fact that fishing against those guys, I hadn't, you know, I've never, I'd never fished against those guys. Those, those, I fished, I was fishing against guys I've looked up to for my whole life. Yeah. My whole life. So it's, it's like, it's kind of hard to be like, boy, am I really here right now? Is this, it's, is this really happening? And then when you get to the, like, when I got to the elite series, I'm like, okay, I earned my, earned my way to be here. And then it was just full steam ahead, kind of blinders on. I was trying to prove myself, so to say. So that, that might be where the difference is. And, and I'm sure the financial struggles and everything didn't, I was in, my rookie year wasn't financially, wasn't a whole lot better than this year, to be honest with you. It was, it was a lot of the same but I was just, I was happy to be there. Yeah. And it was highs and lows my first year, but this, this last year was definitely the first. I just had, I just never could get it going in the first six tournaments. So it was, it just, everything kind of built up to a point where I was like, you start questioning everything again. And it's like, do I belong? Should am I supposed to be here? And then I don't know. You kind of, it's, it's all it's all a learning experience. So you, you there's always something to take away from from the hard times for sure. I think you definitely take away a whole lot more than than when things are going your way and you can do no wrong. If you could do it all over again, your elite series career, like if there's a genie in a bottle and and said you're you're elite series rookie again and you're starting this all over again. Would you do anything different or do you think you needed to go through what you've gone through to get to where you are now? Yeah, no, I, I, t I try not to look, I try not to look back and, and, and think about what I could have done differently. I, I feel like you go through things for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. You, you know, you might not, 
necessarily understand why everything got hard all of a sudden, but you just persist and prevail. And I, I feel like you, everything's a learning experience. You, you go through certain, certain things for a reason and yeah, you might not know now, but in time you'll, you'll look back and be like, okay, I'm glad I, you know, I, I'm glad I went through that. I, I learned a whole heck of a lot. And it, it, I think down the road, it, everything that happens in the past will help you at some point down the road. So I try not to look back and you can, I mean, you can look back and wish like what I did with the, with those two videos. I'm like, man, I should, I wish I would have done something like that sooner. I put, had put it out there, you know, maybe my rookie year, put it out there and say, you know, it's, you know, maybe I could have done it a whole lot sooner, but, but, you know, it can go, you can go both ways too. You know, maybe it was, maybe I do it sooner and nothing ever came of it. And I, I didn't get the the response that I've gotten now. And I just kind of got discouraged there too and, and didn't do that. So, you know, I try not to, I try not to look back and think about anything I could have changed. Like I said, everything, I'm a believer in everything happens for a reason. So I try and I just, I just roll with the punches, good or bad, even, even if, even if it's not, not what you want. It's a wise way to look at things. I mean, you, you can't go back anyways. I, it's just, it, 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 um, and I, and I don't, and I agree with you. I don't know that if you say you're going to be honest, you're like you said, in your rookie season, you were just happy to be there. You know what I mean? And and I feel like from the outside, obviously I just stand beside you guys, but from the outside, it just feels like that it is so important for a rookie to get off to a good start because what you just said a few minutes ago, wondering if you deserve to be there. I mean, you qualified to be there, but everybody goes, everybody that comes over, you know, whether they come from another league, whether they come, you know, their rookies qualifying, they all question, you know, can I hang with these guys? Can I hang on this tour? And I think that that first few events, those that it, it's so important to get off to a good, I mean, Jay Shakurik's a prime example. Obviously, Jay can catch him. But Jay, I mean, him and his parents straight up told me, like, when he qualified, he's like, we don't know that he's ready, but we also know how hard it is to qualify, and we don't know that we could pass up on this. Well, they didn't pass up on it. They fished, and <laughs> he had a few good ones to start. And, I mean, he, I don't remember him having a bad one. Um, what does it feel like as that pressure builds on you as an angler it's freaking scary you know it's you you get to, you know I, i'd say it's the same for most of us but most of us had worked our whole lives to get there and then you get there and it's like oh gosh i really have to catch them now because you only get you only get two guaranteed years and if you don't perform it's you get the boot and it's it's scary because you realize that you know you might even if you have a good year a decent year the first your first year like i I don't want to say I had a good year my first year. I was having a really good year up until the last two events, my rookie year. And then it, I finished like next to last in both the last two events. And it kind of ruined, it ruined the whole season for me. You know, it, it, I, I missed the classic. I felt, I think I finished 49th in points that first year. Like, you know, you going to the last two, I had a chance at rookie of the year. I was only like 11 points behind Jay going into those tournaments. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden it goes it goes south, and you're like, oh gosh. And then the pressure cranks up even more the second year, especially if you just had a subpar year the first year. You're like, I really got to catch them this year because these guys catch them 
better than anyone in the world and you can't there's no you can't be average and and hang around very long against those guys because they will absolutely catch them and you have to be at your best every week and if not you will get the boot quickly but it's it's i mean it's it's unbelievably tense and there's it's just it's i mean it's it's stressful it is it, it is it's i don't know that i don't know if the stress will ever go away you're always fighting for a you're always going to be fighting for a spot especially if you're you've been middle middle of the pack like i have my first two years so i i, I can't I can't afford a, a, a bad year going forward. You know what I mean? Would, would you not say that that stress that comes with anything like this in the way that no. like it, the difference in fishing is, yeah, you you're building credit card debt and that's horrible. It's the way our sport works. It's, I mean, if anything could change, you'd, you'd love to see that change. Obviously the debt that people bring on, but, but the pressure is no different than, a kid that's trying to stay on a team somewhere, you know, because it's not the financial pressure, but, but man, it, it is that same pressure. They want to, this is their dream. So when you take part in something like that, that like, I don't think the pressure is ever going to go away. Do you No, I, you, there's, you're going to, there's pressure in all aspects of, of life. It's not, it's not just unique to, to fishing it's not it's it's unique to everyone and everything they and 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 everyone's dreams you know you it's you it's in your job it's in your it's it's everywhere it's it's always there and you can either embrace it or you can let it let it tear you down i've always i know me personally i've always felt like i've i know for a fact i've always done my very best when my back's been up against the wall at its hardest point like this this year is a prime example i I was back into a corner. I mean, I, there was, I was not getting any further into the corner than I was this year. I, I knew, I knew what I had to do. And I, I got myself in the same corner last year or I've, I, I put, I put the pressure on myself where I felt like I was in that, in that corner, especially after, you know, like my rookie year after the first three, I had three bad ones and it was like, Oh gosh. Like I think after my first three tournaments, I was, I was hurting financially that 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 year too and you know we came to Chickamauga and that's my home lake and I'm like well you gotta catch him here I'm gonna I'm gonna have to start thinking about some things and you know caught him and another example would be uh when I was in I was so when I was in college after my freshman year I was actually I I was dropping I was gonna drop out because I hated it and so I that the summer I dropped out, I got a full time job working at at Amazon, and uh, me and my partner qualified for the Bassmaster National Championship. My coach was like, "We'll give you this last tournament to go fish." And boy, I walked around that Amazon warehouse like, "God, that was stupid. Why did I do that?" And I knew my only avenue back in to it was winning the national championship. And I for six weeks I walked around that warehouse and talked to myself into winning that championship and. Wow. Went up there and went up there and won, and like, yeah, I, I can't make it up. Like, dude, I I talked myself into winning that tournament. I there was no way I wasn't going up there and not winning. There was not a shot I wasn't going up there and not winning. Like it, it's I can't describe it. Like I, I I'm gonna sound cocky, but I knew I I knew before I ever got there I was gonna win. I, I've never had this feeling since, and I don't know that I'll ever have that feeling again. But I'll I knew before I got there. 
that I that I was going to win. It's it's the weirdest thing. I, it's I've I've just I've always performed better the more pressure I can put on myself. And in, in, in a way, I feel it's you know I, obviously there was a pile of pressure last year and I didn't I didn't catch them until I guess the when I when the pressure you was had at its highest. But yeah, when I, you had to, you caught them. When I when I had to, I, I did it, and I've I've always I've always been that way. So I just it's it's a weird weird dynamic, and I don't want to be, always be the person that has to. I don't always want to have to catch them when the pressure is. At, I want to catch them all the time. I don't just want to catch them when I am when I'm backed into a corner. I had never heard that before. So you were the collegiate champion and you weren't even in school anymore. You were literally, I was, yeah, I wasn't even enrolled at, at, at in school at the time. So when I, when I won that, uh, but you had qualified from the, when you were in school, right? That's for, how it works. Yeah. In- my freshman, yeah. I qualified my, my freshman year. And, uh, after winning the national championship, I still wasn't sure I was going to go back. I was, I knew I figured if I won the bracket, I would be like, okay, I probably have to go back. So, and I, this is another funny story. Won the national championship and they had us backstage after, and they told us the location of the, the, the bracket. And for those that don't know, I'm a pretty, I'm a big hockey fan. I'm a big Pittsburgh Penguins fan. My, you know, favorite player in the world is Sidney Crosby. Right. And they handed us the, the piece of paper that, had the all the info for the bracket and it was Crosby, Minnesota. And I'm like, this is too good to be true. Uh, I, I, I like that was another deal. I knew I was going to win before I got there. I knew it was, it was meant to be. Wow. Wow. That's a great, I mean, that's an incredible story. I, 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 I can't believe, do you think that story was kind of like hidden a little bit? Because I mean, it doesn't I, make as good a story of this kid came out of the Amazon warehouse. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, just, it's too good to be true, is what it is. Yeah, I don't think people. I don't think people believe it. Would believe it, but that's 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 the truth. I walked around that warehouse for six weeks and talked myself into into winning that thing. There was no. I hated working there, and I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna. This is not. This is not what I'm supposed to do. Wow, wow, that's incredible. That really is to me. That I mean, I I'm amazed that I've never heard that before, but. So how do you change it so that you will yourself into winning the rest of them? Or is that the million dollar <laughs> question? That's a million dollar question. I don't, I don't know how, the, I don't know how all that, that works. Obviously there's some, there, if a, if a person could ever figure it out, boy, he would be a, he would be a wealthy man in a hurry, but I don't know. It's just, uh, it's, it's just one of those deals. You, you can't, you can't explain it. One of the problems of, being open one of the i mean i i think there's nothing but positive for being yourself and being open and like i said you've heard me say that a bunch of times be who you are but other problem with that is is people take it in many different directions since you've released your videos there has been a bunch of videos spawn off of your videos um have and i've heard everything you know i mean one of them has is has Jacob Fouts canceled himself in the fishing industry is the title of one of them. Um, and I get it. Titles are titles on YouTube, obviously. It's all, um, it's all clickbait. But what 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 is your take on any of those videos? I, I haven't watched any of them. Um, really? No, I haven't. I, I haven't. I haven't paid any attention to them. Uh, I've seen them, but I, I haven't. I haven't watched any of it. I think it's 
cool with me. I don't people talking about me. That I don't think that does anything but help me, good, bad, or in between. Uh, personally, you can like it's it's all good to me. One of the, I watched them all, just so you know, all those videos. And one of the most disturbing things is the comments. Always is, but you, it feels like your story is has become a springboard for people's narratives in the way that, you know, people are like, and this is why bass should stop charging entry fees. And this is why, you know, and other people are blaming sponsors. Other people are blaming. Who are you blaming in this situation? Me. Uh, there's no one else to blame but yourself. Really. It's like, I, I, like everything, most everything I've, I've gotten and received, and had happened in, to me in the industry, it's, it's your own doing. It, it is. Uh, let's, let me, let me just make that, make that clear. I, I think, I feel like a lot of my video, you could have spun it that I was taking a shot at the industry. And I, I, I was a little bit, I was expressing my frustrations with the industry and the fact that it goes both ways. I felt like, I feel, I, I felt like the, the highest level guys should be, should, should, should get a little bit more of the, benefit of the doubt and the fact that you, you you fish at the very highest level you do hold hold some level of of value to to companies yeah. and i've i felt like we weren't getting like it like there's no value there to to that anymore which which is frustrating but also at the same time it's that's just not the way the industry is so you 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 have to adapt you that's the way it's always been that way and it will always be that way you you as a person have to take a look in the mirror and, and adapt and and do what you have to do to to bring some kind of value to to the industry whether it be what i did or what scott martin's done with his channel or brandon polonick or you know, just all these guys that have carved out their own little niche in the industry and are, and are who they are. It's there's there's no one to blame but yourself. That and call me call me call me a whiner, call me a beggar, call me entitled. It is what it is. At the end of the day, I'm the one looking in the mirror and trying trying to make the change myself. I was just I was just put putting it out there for everyone to hear that that. This is my experience. This is how I'm going to try to adapt. I will share my experiences along the way. So do you, do you think the industry has changed or do you think your perception of the industry has changed? I I think it's it's both. And I, I know I know the industry has changed with the introduction of social media and and things of that and people's you know, people's marketing plans have changed based around social media. It's not, it's not all about catching them anymore. Like, you know, back in the, before social media, it was all the guys that caught them the best got paid the most money. And it's not, not always, that's not necessarily the case now. It's, it's a lot of, it's a lot more based around social media, but I feel like, I feel like this, I feel like the, the industry has been this way for, for longer than I've been fishing the elite series. And it just took me a while to, to my perception of the industry was what it what it was when I was growing up when social media wasn't a as big a wasn't a big deal at all. You know, social media has only been around for 10, 15 years now. Yeah. I don't, I, it's not been around very long at all. And I think really in the last five to six years is when it's kind of everyone's really, really embraced it the most. And it's it's grown exponentially. So I feel like 
I feel like that go that question goes both ways that it's the industry has changed and also my perception of the industry has changed as well. Yeah. Because I, because I do feel like, yeah, social media has totally changed things. It means ch- changed the world. It's changed how everybody, I mean, at one time, Coca-Cola or whatever company, you know, they could decide what people saw in advertising. Now there's, you know, if you have a voice, as you've proved the last few weeks, you know, you went from having a channel that had a couple of hundred subscribers to now having two videos in a row that are over 30,000. And we're recording this on Monday. So I'm predicting by the time this airs on Wednesday, it'll be even more than that. But I also feel like that belief of like, you just catch them. And, and you'll that I think when people give that advice to people, like just focus on catching them. I think the reason they say that is because there's way too many people, young anglers that are focused on everything other than catching them. And, and if you don't catch them, I mean, you really, every problem in pro fishing is fixed by catching them to a certain mm-hmm. degree. But that Absolutely. being said, you look at like the leaders, pre-social media, Kevin Van Dam, what social media was to him was corresponding with 30 or 40 different writers for magazines on a weekly basis. And and so I feel like it's always been the angler that sells the most product, get reaps the most reward. Yeah. In, in strict competition, but it's never been a sport where people have tried to like the bulk of their income comes from their partners, not from the, the, from the, what they win. Um, so I think that it, it has changed, like you say, but and I think it will continue to change. I mean, how old are you? 25. 25. Well, dude, if this career works out the way you want it, there's going to be you know, 20 years from now when you are literally, you know, I mean, 20 years from now, you're hitting kind of your peak as a pro angler, supposedly. that It's amazing how young you are. But if you look at the next 20 years, how many changes are going to happen? And I think... In some ways, you ushered ushered in one of the biggest changes. You you know, in this past week, because your openness and your honesty. I mean, and I don't look at it as a slight towards companies. I don't look at it. I what I saw is a video of somebody being honest and just showing their frustration. You know, because you have worked your ass off to get to where you are, and it's not quite the happily ever after story that you thought it would be. But I think you just already made things a lot better. And as long as it continues, you know, I, I hope to look at you a year, two years from now and be like, that was your turning point. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's what I, I want this to be a turning point in my career to where I can, I can start to become more of a better consistent angler. I, f- I really do feel like I'm going to win soon. I, I feel like it's coming. I've been, I've knocked on the door several times in the, in my first two years. I've 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 been right there several times. I, I've I feel like it's coming. I just have to learn to be more consistent when I when I do that. It's it's going to be a whole heck of a lot better for me. But like you're saying, I, as much as anything, I was just opening up and expressing my my frustration with myself with with everything that, that's happened. It it was and it's mostly frustration. It's mostly frustration with myself and the fact that. I I've just been so damn stubborn and not, and I can see what's going on and I just, I can't, I can't get away from, I, I couldn't, I couldn't step out of my, 
shell. I couldn't get out of my comfort zone and do something that that made me uncomfortable. And that's what it's what you have to do in life if you want to take a step forward. So, yeah, hopefully this is a. I want this to be a turning point. I, I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm looking forward to next year more than more than you could possibly imagine. I, I think it's going to be a be a good year for sure. And I, I, I good things are coming. I, I, I really do, really do believe that. Uh, I agree. I, I think, and and I just think being comfortable in your own skin is always. I mean, confidence, comfort, all that, all of those things go towards um, making this be the story that 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 you want it to be um dude how nervous were you to to hit send on that first video <laughs> cuz it's not who you are it is who you are in the video but but laying it out there is not who you are you know actually it was almost there was a bit of relief when i when really I hit the it was it just felt like I was something I was supposed to do. I, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It was, I, I was, I was nervous to, to, to what it, what it could possibly become and what, what the opportunities it, it gave people to spin their own narrative and think I, I knew, I knew what I was trying to, to do and not, you know, I, I've, I realized not everyone is going to see it the same way I saw it and people are going to think what they thought. And, but, but it was okay. I felt like it was, it was something I had to do, and there was a, there was a, there was a, re- a little bit of relief. To be completely honest with you, did you have a moment or or a comment or something that came in where you were like, "I think I'm okay," <laughs> or, or did you just not even, did you post it and not even pay attention initially? No, I so it only took about two or three hours before my phone started blowing up, and I was people were messaging me on Facebook and text messages were going off and like everything was all supportive and i was like whoa okay this this is gaining some traction here this is this is really cool to see the support i'm getting from this and it was all it was it was it's been it's been all good i've seen the i've i've read through most a lot of the comments on on there and it's i'd say 98 percent of them are all good and the negative ones are they can say what they want it is what it is. they are entitled to think what they think doesn't bother me you're a competitive angler. You're, you're going to see, I mean, and now you're a YouTuber. <laughs> you're going to see, I mean, literally, I mean, Gerald Swindle says it best. And, and I, I might've said this to you in some of our texts or whatever, um, or maybe I didn't, but, uh, and I give people this advice all the time because it's Swindle and it's perfect. He's like people on the internet hate Jesus and he's never done nothing <laughs> to anybody. <laughs> so um, it is, you're you're gonna get some hate, but dude, being yourself and and I'll be honest, I I got really happy when I saw the second video. Me and you had corresponded, you know. I I texted you as soon as I saw it, and but when I saw your second video, I'm like, this dude is more himself. You know what I mean? Like the same excitement, like. You might be a quiet dude, but whenever I've talked to you over the years, whether it's just a quick talk at a boat or whatever, you know, like there's an excitement and a passion that's in you that in that first video, you didn't seem to have that anymore, that spark. And I think that that spark is a huge part of what's going to make you successful. It's a huge part of 
of who you are. Um, and, and I believe in you, dude. And, and I really, you know, I want to do, I mean, most of these shows we, you know, it's just joking and bull crap, <laughs> but I, I, I just, I always tell you guys to be real, to be honest. And when somebody is real and honest, I feel it's my job to kind of support them and do what I <laughs> right. can um, to get, to get your voice out there. So I hope that a bunch of people that watch this subscribe to your channel, I'll put the links and everything, but dude, I have faith in you so much faith. And you may not remember that, and you obviously remember it, but you may not think I have this, but still to this day, I have the actual paper. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you have that. <laughs> of course. I have the actual paper that you uh, that you presented to me on the stage. And for those that don't know the story, as I said, he was kind of a pimple-faced paper boy look when I first <laughs> met him. And I'm like, how can this guy be going to the classic? And I asked you at that event, which was before the classic, I'm like, Will the paper boy deliver at the Bassmaster Classic? And you nailed it on stage. You're like, yeah, the paper boy will deliver or whatever. But he walked across the final day classic stage and he handed me this and said, the paper boy always delivers. And dude, I think you might be the paper boy again because <laughs> it's just a whole different kind of paper we're talking about. That's right. And there you have it. The one and only paper boy, Jacob Fouts, once again delivers. And I cannot wait to read the comments from you fine folks about this show because um i think you got a lot of things going on there i think that the belief of happily ever after it's one of the worst things we're all taught because it's something that happens in storybooks and not in real life you can make it to the nfl you can be the first round draft pick but if you don't deliver it goes away you can make it to the elite series the phones aren't just going to pick up themselves and start calling you and, and, and offering you sponsorship. What you're trying to do is incredibly hard. Whether you're trying, you're the 1% of 1%ers that get a chance to do that. And I think a lot of people realize, you know, they come to the Elite Series and they honestly feel like this is it. I've, I've done my work, I made it here. But it's a second gear you got to shift it into when you get in the Elite Series, and that's just not on the water. That's off the water. That's delivering companies what they want. And I, I think he's realizing that, and I know he's realizing that. I mean, when I asked him straight up who's to blame for this, he said me, himself. That He's taking it on his own shoulders, but I think he's going through something that a lot of 25-year-olds go through. Where they realize, wow, that I mean, it's not gonna be easy. It's never gonna be easy. It's tough. Tournament fishing's tough. Standing out in the pro fishing world's tough, and it gets tougher every year because there's more and more competition. But it gets a lot easier when you're real, when you're yourself, and it's amazing what a little bit of support will do for somebody. And if you look at Jacob Fouts's two videos from last week, you look at the difference in his body language, the way he's talking. You guys changed that for him in the comments by supporting him, by saying it's okay to be you. It's okay to be the person that you are. You don't have to fit into this mold. I think what he's doing is very unique very different, but it's him. 
and it's real. And if you're a fan of, I mean, he has some problems, as I told him. I mean, you stop saying you don't care because you do. Stop saying you hate people because <laughs> you don't. You just hate that element of interaction with people, and I get that. Even an outward person like me has things that I don't like to do. But it, you don't get a chance to say, I don't like to do in real life. You just, I mean, as the saying goes, you've seen it on T-shirts and all around the world, nobody cares, work harder. And I think you're seeing that with Jacob Fouts. I think, I mean, the numbers prove that you're seeing that. What he is growing in such a short period of time on YouTube is amazing. But it is also amazing how a group of people making comments can totally change somebody's body language, somebody's self-worth. And I think um, I think we're seeing the start of something, something good with Jacob Feltz. And if you're a fan of honesty and openness, you should be a fan of Jacob Feltz. But that's just my thought. Let me know what you guys think. And uh, as always, I know this has been a different one. You never know what direction this show is going to go. We'll be back with another one next week. But until then, Bob Cobb, take it away. Thanks for watching. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Because Bob Cobb of the Bassmasters told you to. You hear?